Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. James Francis Bryant of Iowa. Sheldon Willis, lot of gaming commission. Francois Pinot, captain of the Me, sir? I don't know who I am! I'm a partner. I'm a Texas Ranger. I am a traveler in both time and space. Impersonating practically anybody. I do like their man. Hello everybody and welcome to Sine Wave Podcast, a show where we chronicle the peaks and valleys of actors' career one movie at a time. I'm your female host, Hannah, and with me is Sean. Hello, I'm Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's your first time listening to the show, what we do here is we watch every single actor, every single actor. We're all not of watching them? All oh of my them. god, I signed up for more than I thought. <laughs> We're, this is going to go into like third lifetime, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and we watch every single movie of a famous actor's filmography and we discuss how their peaks and valleys in their career, you know, shape their careers mm-hmm. and also the wider Hollywood kind of ecosystem. It's a little history podcast, you see. Yeah. This is episode four of our first arc. Episode four already? Yeah, we're on episode four. Jesus of What's the Matter with Matt Damon, our first major series, um, yeah. watching all things Matt. This feels like Matt Damon's first proper yeah. film. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. This is this is a real movie. This this exists. This exists. People know about this. People can people have seen this in health class from what I've read on the internet. Oh really? This is shown in health class. Damn. To learn about anti Semitism. Why do they teach about that in health class? Because that's their CSP. Oh, is that like SDHE? Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, um, yeah, we, of course, sense. are talking about the 1992 Robert Mantle Dick Wolf written film. Do you know who Dick Wolf is? No, but that's a fantastic name. He is the guy who wrote Law and Order. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. He's like one sure. of those, like all of those things. This is, this, he just started this when this movie, School Ties, came out. Hell yeah. Um, as my mom said when she, I sent her a video about Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And they were talking about like the movies they did together and she saw a 10 second scene from School Ties and yeah. she went, this is just diet, Dead Poet Society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen Dead Poet Society, but I got big Dead Poet Society vibes Dead from Poet this. Society is like very beloved in this family. My yeah. brother is named after one of the characters in Dead Poet Society. Oh really? The Robin Williams character is called John Keating. Oh cool. This movie also features a Keating, but we'll yeah. get to that. Shout out to but... Doxing. <laughs> Shout out to Doxing. But yeah. This is going to be a spoiler show. We do spoil things in this show. Yeah, we're going to be talking about this movie a lot. We're going to talk about this movie a lot. But before we launch into the movie proper, what we do is we also talk about other things we've been watching recently. We usually try to record weekly. This episode is being recorded two weeks after our last one Uh just because of timing shenanigans. So I've seen a lot of stuff. I have Um, too. Hell yeah. The thing, it ended though. (gasps) Oh, it did. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Um... Oh, I just like the waveforms just rocked as I like. Yeah, first that peaked a little bit. It did peak a little bit. <laughs> we're recording in my house today for a change. Yes. We have stuff going on in the afternoon, so it made sense to record here. So the audio levels do sound a little bit different. Apologies for that. But what you just heard there was me punching my floor because succession <laughs> ended. Anna is currently sitting on the floor. I like the floor. The couch is so low down. I feel like the floor like adds an extra. I don't know. Yeah, succession ended. Yeah, thought it was a great. Ended. Thought it was a great ending. I thought it was very good as well. I really I enjoyed it. fucking called if you tom i know that's not yeah. the point of succession that sure. it's not who gets the company or whatever but but i knew it was gonna tom. be yeah um, we'll put a succession spoilers warning we'll put a general spoilers warning for everything that we kind of talk about yeah I think. great uh, ending yeah, we'll, we'll do like timestamps and stuff yeah we need to yeah. do it for yellow jackets because i had some fun editing the yellow jacket section <laughs> with our friend connor who are watching succession for the first time like yeah. he's not seen it and obviously 
I've seen all of it and you've seen mm. all of it very funny to watch to see his like reactions yeah. for the first time it's a lot of fun the first episode when if anyone's seen Succession you know what I'm talking about if you haven't seen it the first time you're introduced to Jeremy Strong's character Kendall Roy he's in the back of his car and he's singing the Beastie Boys mm-hmm. and he's punching the back seat <laughs> of the car and Connor was like oh Hannah why do you love this man yeah. and I was like wait <laughs> give wait. it a couple episodes <laughs> and now we're at family therapy and yeah. Connor's like I get it now yeah <laughs> Um, our other friend Neve has also started watching it, and mm. you and Roy has just shown up. Um, oh, Neve's watching as well. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Succession was good. I liked. It. Um, what else have you been watching? What's going on in X Men this week? Let me tell you, we had about two weeks no X Men. Last week was big X Men week. Shit. How has things going in Krakatoa or whatever it's called? Krakoa. Yeah. They're currently releasing a series of one shots titled Before the Fall. <laughs> um, so that's probably fine. Yeah. Yeah, three X Men issues came out last week. We had just X Men. Yeah. They fought big robots and uh, Cyclop- Cyclops and Jean Grey broke up. No. Yeah. Well, they're they're on a break. Oh, they're always on they're a break. They're on a break, yeah. yeah. So he goes and he tries to bang Emma, and Emma's like, no. <laughs> Emma, um, that's a foolish just now. Yeah. Uh, um, I need to do my X-Men homework. Yeah. yeah. Immortal X-Men came out. We're finally addressing what the fuck is going on with Colossus, and it is heartbreaking. It's really sad. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really sad. Oh, no. Um, he's being mind-controlled, and he is trapped within his own brain, like, desperately hoping that somebody like any of his old friends realize that something's wrong he's gonna get um, out yeah 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 yeah. Oh. yeah it's fucked up other than that it's all gravy uh, babe yeah it's all fine nothing bad will ever happen to the x-men <laughs> sure um books hannah is reading hannah's still reading trady jackson's a lot of read other short stories because i started my new job and i my reading has fallen dramatically down those yeah. short stories are good they're good yeah. i recommend like it turns out one of the best short story writers ever. Mm-hmm. Really good writing short stories. Damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but two things. I I, I I cheated a little bit. Oh? I watched a Matt Damon movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. I had to. Yeah. After The Rising Sun, I went home. I watched Air, which is Matt Damon's most recent movie because it came out on like Amazon. Mm. I don't want to talk too much about it because obviously we're going to be watching it in like a year's time. Yeah. <laughs> a better movie than Rising Sun. I really enjoyed it. I would imagine it's not difficult to be much better than, than Rising, Rising Sun. Sun. Yeah. Um, but what I started watching yesterday, because I'm currently abandoned by my flatmates, a.k.a. my parents, because Dublin's too expensive <laughs> and they've gone on holidays. I started watching Homeland. Have you ever heard about Homeland? I think I have. So it's a Claire Danes show. Mm. And it's basically, it's came started in 2011. It's finished now, but it ran for like eight series. Eight, yeah, eight series. Uh, and it's Claire Danes is like a CAF operated. It is the most 2011 show I've ever seen in my life. Okay. The fashion's fucking awful. People trust the government because... Imagine trusting the government. Because it's pre-2012. Obama, it's still Obama's first term. Okay. So the CIA, like the NSA aren't factoring into it at all. It's just like the CIA. But the whole plot of it's basically like she's a like CIA operative. Or not operative. She's like an analyst who was like a field operative that got sent back because she fucked up. Okay. But she, like a year ago when she fucked up, she basically was told that there's an American POW that's like been turned to become a terrorist. And then like 10 months later, they rescue Adrian Brody. He's a fabulous actor. Really, Not Adrian Brody, um, Damien Lewis. Sure. He's a great actor. I don't know who that is. He's like very famous in Ginger. Um, Okay. But he's he's really good in it. It's Claire Danes in it, who I I love. Yeah. But yeah, he he gets turned by um, like a terrorist and it's her trying to basically like figure out, um, like prove it. 
But um, I know how, how Homeland goes. So like they start fucking at some stage in the show. Her and the POW? Yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, but I'm like, how do we get here? But it's, it's currently because it's 2011 and like, Game of Thrones is big. Okay. Every single scene, every single episode even, there is a different woman's tits like on screen for like Hell 30 yeah. seconds at a time. Nice. It's insane. Like I'm just like, these poor women, yeah. like, please, please like let them put a bra on. Now the movie we're talking about today, mm. unless you have anything else you want to discuss. Um, I watched Inland Empire yesterday. How was that? Is that a Lynch movie? It's a David Lynch movie. And? It's three hours long. Oh God. You know who the main actress in it is? Is it someone who's in this movie? I don't believe so. Who's the main actress? It's Laura Dern. Yeah, no, she was. She got started with David Lynch. Yeah, exactly. She's in Blue yeah. Velvet as well. Yeah. Interesting movie, much to think about. It was good. It was a lot of fun. I feel like it's but... a movie that if you're high is very good. Oh, I would I would have died if I'd watched this high. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Because it, it's very David Lynch. I actually never have seen a David Lynch. Have you not seen Twin Peaks? No. Oh, Twin Peaks is good. I know Twin Peaks is good. I think I might watch it on now. I think it's yeah. on now. Hell yeah. Um, I really want to see Blue Velvet, but my parents like... It's one of those movies... I watch a lot of movies with my parents and mm. since I was a kid. That's why I love Matt Damon so much, just because my parents only watch too many Matt Damon movies. But they yeah. refuse to watch Blue Velvet with me. Oh, really? They're just like, no, nope, I don't want to see that again. And I'm like... Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, the movie that we're discussing today... Yeah, I was going to do a segue of instead of saying boobs, we see a lot of ass cheeks in this. Yeah, but we do. do. <laughs> <laughs> the movie we're talking about today is the 1992... Robert Mandel, Dick Wolf, studio disappointment. Oh, really? Oh, this movie did not make its budget back. I wonder why. Um, School Ties. <laughs> um, oh, uh, last thing before, before we get started on School Ties. Yeah. In preparation for this mm. episode, yes, I worked as a teacher for the last couple of months. Were you as fucking evil as the French teacher in no, this movie? No, no, I wasn't actually. I'll be commenting on their teaching techniques throughout this. So School Ties is fucking insane. Yeah, the opening is bonkers. The, the opening, I was like, I wasn't drinking yesterday, and I was like, do I need a drink to watch this movie? Yeah. So it's set in 1951, and it is about... It's Brendan Fraser's, like, third movie, I think. Yeah, Brendan Fraser is, like, the main character. And he's playing this, like... Playing David Green. David Green. And he's from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Do you know who else is from Scranton, Pennsylvania? The Office. Joe Biden. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. So I was losing my fucking mind. <laughs> I was like, ah. So David Green is a poor, I guess. He's from like yeah, a coal he... mining family. Yeah. And he, off screen, you've basically, David Green's like the best quarterback to ever quarterback. And he gets a scholarship to go to this very, very, very prestigious prep boarding school in like Connecticut, Massachusetts. Mm. A nightmare of a school, I have to say. I'm the setup there is bizarre. I need to ask my dad is what that what his boarding school was like. Yeah. Because it's the stories I've heard about my dad's boarding school, it's not that dissimilar. Oh really? Oh, like they would like be taken out of classes to do chance practice and stuff, and like go to the lads' matches and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Oh well, we were taken out of classes to go to matches and shit as well. Oh no, but like they were taken out of classes to practice the chance before the matches. Oh okay. Yeah, sure. like it's and like they had to go to chapel every morning and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um. But yeah, so he's going yeah. to this school. But before we even get to St. Matthew's... Yeah, before any of this really... The, the scene dressing up. for David's character is David has like a sense of honour, but he also loves a fight. He loves fighting. And 
in the weirdest like set dressing for this is 1951 they show you a scene of a movie theater playing rebel without a cause yeah so this is the reason that every single boy in scranton pennsylvania is dressed like james dean <laughs> did you did yeah. you not notice that yeah, or am i going all, fucking insane dressed, yeah yeah they're all dressed exactly the same yeah they're all dressed except like, for the bikers they're dressed the same, but they have jackets. <laughs> Wait, were they? Yeah, I didn't notice that. They're all dressed in white t-shirts, blue jeans. I only really noticed the jackets. They're 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 wearing white t-shirts, blue jeans, and the, the black jackets. Damn, because I know I did notice that everybody else was wearing the white t-shirts, blue jeans. They're watch. We'll we'll turn it on. We'll after. turn it on. Yeah. Yeah, but they're wearing white t-shirts, blue jeans, jackets of your bikers, mm. and it's just like David's going off to go to St Matthews. He has a sense of honor that, like, if someone challenges him to a fight, he will he will fight them. Mm. And then you find out he's Jewish. Yeah. And it is done as well as that is done. And our introduction of this. Yeah. And this is when I got worried. This is yeah. It's the bikers that bring it up first, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, David and his friends are hanging out in like their local diner. Yeah. And this group of bikers show up who are like here to cause trouble and up to no good the implication is that like one of their sisters gave yeah Brendan, not <laughs> Brendan not, Gleeson, not the implication Brent, that's said explicitly it's just like they 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 rile up the gang the uh, the bikers by being like haha your sister like had to have a consensual sexual encounter yeah. i have to <laughs> i have to say um brendan fraser in this movie is the fucking coldest guy ever. He has got the best comebacks I have ever heard. Oh, Brendan, Brendan, like, there's a lot of hot men in this movie, especially, yeah. like... But Brendan Fraser, the entire... There's a queer reading of this movie that Matt Damon's there in the are co- There are several points in my notes where I'm like, these guys are gonna fuck now, right? Yeah, it's just, like, Tumblr can never find this movie. Yeah, oh god, yeah. Because, like, it will, we will, we lost to time. Um... <laughs> So they, 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 he has a fight with these like bikers. And yeah, because they've got a problem with him being Jewish. Yeah. And then he picks up his dad from work and is being like dropped off to the bus stop to go mm. to St. Matthew's. And it's very much like, don't tell them you're Jewish. That's like the, that's the yeah. subtext of the conversation. And you get some nice shots of like. The school. The school. It's a nice, nice looking It's place. a very, I say it's a must yeah. be a, a very fun place to like live when you're filming this movie. And then we meet the boys. The boys, the big men on campus as they describe themselves. They're all very short compared to Brendan Fraser. They really are. It's very funny. Yeah. So we've got, let me, let me get the, the list of, these guys did kind of all blend together for me after a little bit. They're all very college football white men. Brent, like Matt Damon stands out a lot in this because Matt Damon does. Matt, Matt Damon's yeah. the antagonist of this movie. Twist. Yeah, yeah, it is um, kind of a twist. I, yeah, I would say he's he's probably not the main antagonist. I'd say the main antagonist is the French teacher. I'd say the main antagonist is the French teacher until they resolve the French teacher plotline. Yeah, and that gets re- in a fucking wild way. <laughs> in a wild way, and then, um. and then it's like Matt Damon and Magoo. It's the guy yes. with the glasses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Magoo's a bastard. Magoo's such a bastard. Yeah. So yeah, we've got Matt Damon as Charlie Dillon. Yeah. Another oh. another Charlie in these movies. Connecticut there's, boy. There's something here. There's something. We're going to crack this. We're going to get What's the What's Charlie's surname in Mystic Pizza? Oh, let's find out. Because if they never say um, it. If they never say it. It could just be the same. Family? Yeah. <laughs> 
Is that why Matt Damon looks, Steamer looks like Matt Damon? Yes, his real name is also Charlie. Well, no, he's just, he's like the great grandson of this or the grandson of this guy. Charles Gordon Windsor Jr. Fuck. Alas, he's a Windsor though. (laughs) Is there Windsor in this movie? I think there might be. Is there? I can't remember. No, there's Sally Wheeler. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So we've got Matt Damon as Charlie Dillon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris O'Donnell as Chris Reese. Is he the guy at the end? Because I couldn't tell. I think he is. Which guy at the end? The guy who stands up. Who's that guy is not named. Oh, what? That guy doesn't have a name. As far as I am aware. Okay, then that's insane. Yeah. Because he's such a prominent role. Then we've got uh, Andrew, Andrew Lowry as Mac McGivern. Uh, Randall Batenkoff as Rip Van Kelt. And Cole Hauser as Jack Connors. And they're kind of the boys. But we also have... Our boy Ben Affleck. It's the first Ben Matt <laughs> it's the movie. The first Ben Matt movie. First oh, ben... the second Ben Matt movie. It's the first Ben Matt movie. Sure. Ben Affleck's shirtless in so much of this film. He is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you meet yeah. all the boys in this scene, and it's like you've never seen. Um, you've not seen Goodwill. Not Goodwill Hunting. Oh, well, I haven't seen Goodwill Hunting. You haven't seen Goodwill Hunting. Dead Poet Society. No, I haven't. Feels seen this feels Society. so. I have seen Dead Poet Society a good like two or three times. I really like that movie feels very dead poet society because sure. it, it, it's again it's like some like someone kind of coming and you're meeting all these guys i think the movie does establish quite quickly that the guys all get on really well yeah and they actually all get on with brent fraser this is like yeah. it's there's a yeah. yeah there is there's a lot of um homoeroticism throughout this whole film we haven't even gotten to the naked fight to the shower scene no. any of the shower scenes there's a lot of showers scenes. yeah um, um, oh, there's also Anthony Rapp as Richard Magoo Collins. Fucking bastard. Um, I did love Magoo's introduction. Where he does some anti-Semitism? No, before that, where the boys all introduce themselves because they're all in the football team as well. I think it's Brigivern uh, that's the guy who in the hat. I don't think that's Magoo. Is that not Magoo? I think that's Brigivern. Because he never shows up again after, yeah. after plot end of act one. Oh, yeah. But this guy, like... After everybody else has introduced themselves, like jumps into the room with like a big hat and like a, a Sean a character, but... pretending to be the Shadow, who is like a classic like pulp comics character. Um, <laughs> um, and I was like, yes, I like this one. So then it's just like a, the lads are all hanging out. David works in like the school canteen, so mm. they all they all kind of greet him Actually, for that. I want to I want to talk about the the setup of the school for a second. Yeah, because it's yes, Sean, teacher, so, yeah. he's teacher. So. They have, is it like a the code of honor or something like that they honor call code. it? Yeah, which is basically like a code of conduct, you know, behavior that is allowed, isn't allowed within the school. Yeah. And that is apparently entirely set out by the students. Yeah. Which is not, which is a solid idea, which is a solid kind of basis. And it is something that's done a lot in classrooms today. But it's in the context of like, this is our code of conduct for in this class. And we all agree on this together. Yeah. The teacher, like, oversees it to make sure everything's okay. It's not a code of conduct for the entire space within you, which you live. They have this thing where it's, so there's like a, one of the early scenes where they're like establishing the dynamic of the school is they like go to chapel every day. Is the implication, not every yeah. day, every week. Like it's the 186th meeting of the school. So it's like the 186th year the school's existed. So the school's like, fucking like yeah, 18 oh. like 1750 1850 like it's, something like that oh, something like that <laughs> sorry my um, coaster just fell and then it's so they basically established that like any disciplinary matters obviously they go to the principal mm. but if it's something that like is in the honor code 
the prefects do it. Yeah, it's like it's enforced by students. And one of the prefects is Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, oh, Matt's going to be a good guy in yeah. this. And he's pretty chill for most of it. So we're on where they're dancing in their room shirtless. <laughs> I have the the song that they're dancing to. is an absolute fucking banger. It's Smokey also, Joe's Cafe. It's also written by two Jewish songwriters. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of things in this when I was reading the trivia where it's like a lot of the things the boys are fans of are Jewish Sure. Written, like, yeah, because the shadow him. is. Oh, who did the shadow? Was it Ditko or was it? Uh, let's find out. Or is it Eisner? That one. Uh, let me let me go find out. So real quick. when yeah. Sean does his comic history, but this is when we find out in this scene where the boys are all dancing to Sleepy Joe's no, Cafe. It's, it's uh, Walter B. Gibson. Cool. Who was it? I believe was also Jewish. Yeah. Uh, most. Most comic book writers. Most early comic creators were Jewish. Yeah. The boys don't know this because the boys are incredibly anti-Semitic. Mm. Yeah, they're, it's really bad. It's really bad. Quite uncomfortable to watch, but I think that's yeah. kind of the point. Yeah, yeah. And, and David I... doesn't... He does. No one asks him if he's Jewish, but he doesn't like be like, Hey guys, I'm Jewish, what the fuck? Yeah, he keeps it on the down low for quite a while. Which, you know what, in this environment, understandable. The school knows. Because yeah. there's a scene where... So one of the early kind of pieces of conflict about... like. So supposedly Dick Wolf, who wrote this movie, it's based on like personal experience he had. Okay, cool. And I think like knowing that it explains a lot of it because it just has the fucking weirdest pacing, this it movie. It really does. It's it's trying to be too many movies at once, I think. Yeah, it's trying to be both about like, you know, the school setting. It's trying to be about anti-Semitism. It's trying to be about football. It's trying to be about like, it's Mas- trying to be a romance movie as well. It's trying to be about masculine friendship. Like, yeah. Yeah. So there's an early scene of conflict where da- like it's the, the when David basically decides to like reject his Judaism for the school because mm. the whole thing is basically like they're like this is going to be a pipeline into Harvard. Yeah, he's in the school on like a football scholarship, and there's a big game coming up against one of their rival schools. I can't remember what it was. Um, Saint Louis or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. But the game also happens to fall on Rosh Hashanah. That's that, that's so Saint Louis is the other team. So this is it's like Windsor, I think. That's when he plays Windsor. That's why Windsor was... The first school they play is Windsor. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's a major Jewish holiday. He doesn't yeah, celebrate... The, the Jewish New Year. Yeah. Um, he doesn't celebrate the holiday. His He goes to church afterwards and does like... The, 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 yeah, his prayers. Um, and one of the... Is the, head, the, the headmaster. The head, yeah, the headmaster like sees that there's a light in there, goes to see what's going on and finds in there doing his prayers. And he's yeah. like, hey, isn't... Doesn't this festival end at sunset yeah and Brendan Fraser's like I mean yeah but I, I couldn't do it during the day so um. and he's and I will say something about this the school themselves the teachers aren't anti-semitic I would say yeah and I think that's kind of I actually kind of liked that none of the teachers are anti I say not anti-semitic they do enable anti-semitism to happen so they yeah. are complicit in it but none of them are as opposed to it as the young people are yeah and and I think that's a good touch of their seem to be be it maturity or whatever they're willing to look past it yeah or not even look past it they're they're like the headmaster doesn't give out to Brendan Fraser for doing his prayers he gives out to him for breaking the school rules but he then he lets them so off this is actually one of one of Brendan Fraser's iconic comebacks yeah. in this movie is where um, the the headmaster is asking him, like, you know, was it worth it to, you know, break your break tradition to go to this football game? And Brendan Fraser just looks at him and goes, my tradition or yours? And then he leaves. He just walks out. <laughs> and he's just like, ah. Yeah. And then 
the Dead Poet Society arc of the movie starts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this with the French teacher? Yeah. Yeah, the French teacher. Terrible teacher. Awful teacher. I hate this man. Uh. <laughs> Sean's never sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I had a real big problem with this point of the movie. There's about a 20 minute section where it's, you're watching the, the character who plays the shadow. He's like, he's not on the football team. And he's like their wishy. There's like their team manager, I think is the implication. But he's like one of their buddies that is like, he doesn't play football, but we've made up this position. Yeah, he's, he's like weak and sickly, so he can't be on the team. But yeah. they, they kind of keep him around. They like make up that he's student manager so he can be mm. on the team, so he can hang out in all their practices and all their yeah. games. And then they play some football, it's fine. And then McGivern's uh, psychologically broken by the French teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because he like... He, he needs to get into... Is it Harvard he's trying to get he's into? He's trying to get into Princeton. Princeton. Yeah. Matt Damon's trying to get into Harvard, but he's already definitely going to get into Harvard because he's a Dylan. Yeah. And that's a problem because there's too many Jews in It's The anti-Semitism in this movie, it's so out of pocket, but you're like, oh yeah, it's probably... Yeah, this is just what it's like. like yeah. It, it's nonsensical, but as is anti-Semitism in the real world. Yeah, it's like what I imagine, like early 2000s, it's like... In Ireland, we don't play football, but in like the private schools, rugby would be a very, very, very big deal. Yeah, and I imagine it's what the locker, like the locker room kind of chat in like those rugby schools. It's that's the kind of the vibe it's going for. Yeah, and you're like, maybe if he, maybe this is just going to be a bit after school specially, and he's going to tell his friend their auntie's like he's a Jew, and they'll be like, oh we've been terrible to you and like maybe we should be more understanding of the Jewish thing that doesn't no, happen that but doesn't like, happen but before we get there yeah the French teacher fucking McGivern <laughs> so like basically what happens is McGivern needs to pass French mm-hmm. and he's like he's flunking it at the moment because the teacher is being a piece of shit to him just doesn't like him yeah just doesn't like him You're treating him terribly um, does something that I despise as a teacher um, I, I hate which is the big like French exam that they have to do is an oral exam an French oral French. exam in front of the entire class where they have to stand up in front of the class like facing everybody yeah. and just speak French for a while mm-hmm. which is so fucked up yeah awful yeah just like just a terrible teacher and he's also their like housemaster yeah so he just like day one big finds these lads and hates them yeah like they start playing music like a little bit loud and like dancing around in their room or whatever and he comes in and he shuts it down yeah so mcgiven breaks psychologically Mm. he just completely like has a nervous break and he like he runs out of the class at the end of the exam and like disappears for a while yeah disappears for the day yeah and then it's very heavily i thought the implication was he was going to take his own life yeah i did too yeah and then so like all the boy it's kind of like a bonding moment for all the boys where they all like get together and go trying to find him and they find him and they get him sent to hospital they find him back in the french classroom reciting reciting all the shit that he had learned for the exam Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah matt damon brendan fraser go to the pier and smoke some cigarettes and have a dmc yeah why why is this why are these boys Mm. on a date (laughs) (laughs) um so matt damon there's like all these things there's like about the first like because i paused to check the first Mm. 40 minutes of this movie are a completely different movie yeah where there's like little bits of anti-semitism that pop up but it's just kind of camera cuts to brendan fraser and he reacts yeah and then it's just the boys bonding and going on these adventures and one of the adventures they go on this dance to like the local 
girls boarding school. Yeah. The and oh, it's so funny. There's like balloons put between the couples. Yeah, there's somebody like there's a like a nun or something wandering around telling like dancers to leave space for the Holy Spirit. And I'm like Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. I wish God. I wish we still had those. I've worked so many teenage discos. Well, there's no room for Jesus. There's no room for Jesus at an Irish teenage disco. Oh, the walls are so damp with those things. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm just... I'm, Sean and I are just flashbacking. Give us a moment. Um, <laughs> so this is when we meet... Uh, Matt D- Charles Dillon's girlfriend. He just has the Who? fucking hots for Brendan. Like, sees yeah. him and is like, introduce me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're actually, like dating what she says is um so like i will say the sound mixing in this movie is kind of shit yeah it is yeah and yeah. i don't know if actually sh- i watched um spider-verse the oh. other day as well sound oh. mixing sound mixing in that also shit oh really yeah terrible there are bits in the beginning where you just can't hear things that are being said because of the music that's uh, disappointing yeah not everything apparently is- sony have sent out a fixed version of that's it. good yeah yeah but she like meets dylan or she like she's dancing with Dylan, sees Brendan Fraser, and it's just like hubba hubba. Um, <laughs> Matt Damon away, and it's just like I like dances with Brendan Fraser, and those two are eye fucking. Oh yeah, it's very good until and, it isn't. Until it isn't, so everything's fine. McGivern has a psychological breakdown. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are becoming best friends, and then it's just there's, like there's the big game. There's oh yeah, it is. It's the big game where he meets. Um, Matt Damon and the girlfriend's parents. parents. Yeah. If, if this sounds like we're moving in a hundred miles a minute, the movie this, does as well. The movie does as well. Yeah. All, all everything we've described so far happens within like thirty-five minutes. Yeah, it's like there's a scene about a thing, then next scene is about something entirely different. Yeah, you can make a whole movie that leads up to McGivern's breakdown, and that's called Dead Poet Society. That's called Full Metal Jacket. Uh, but <laughs> Private Pile has his breakdown on halfway. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. No, but like, I don't want to spoil Dead Poet Society for you, but I think it's why people were, when they saw this movie, they went, oh, it's just Dead so Poet Society light. Dead Poet Society is about a boy going to a school, meeting someone, and like, it ends with someone having a psychological breakdown. Mm. And it's done much better than this. Um, but yeah. Brendan Fraser steals Matt Damon's girlfriend. He does not realize this yet. Then. It's the big, it's the big game, and Brendan Fraser steals Matt Damon's son there in front of his parents. Yeah. You realize Matt Damon has a Matt massive. Matt Damon was, yeah. We realize kind of what his deal is because his brother. Yeah. yeah let me get the brother's name because it was something ridiculous. Wasps having a ridiculous name. Yeah, a lot of wasps in all these movies. Matt Damon's not a wasp though. No, but there is wasps in the. There's a lot of wasp content. No, but he's um, he's so far he's like wasp like two for two for wasps. I guess he's oh, two like for three. You mean, you mean actual Matt Damon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, no, he's not. He's but, not. Uh, or maybe, well, he's a, maybe uh, he is a pop star. Let me Google. Uh, no, I just have it written as Matt's older brother. Matt's um, older brother? But his older brother was the quarterback for the team. And at the, and Matt was, like... Was the quarterback. Was set up to be quarterback. I think for, he was the oh, quarterback was the previous year, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe and I'm then, wrong, but that was the implication I got. But then Brendan Fraser's brought in and he's... Like, installed as the quarterback because he's the best quarterback of all time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big game starts with Matt Damon's older brother, who was also the quarterback when he was at the school. Yeah. Being, like, inducted into the Hall of Fame yeah. or something. And Matt Damon's just like, oh, no. And then, um, and then, like, 
David and Fairness. David does something really fucked up where he it's kind of the, the ruining of their friendship is um he pushes Charles like Dylan to the ground in order to win the game. Yeah. And Charles just cannot accept it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also one thing on that, because it's a boarding school, they all refer to each other by their last names. Mm-hmm. Which is, I, I think it's, that's a very fun dynamic. Yeah, which is what happens in school. Yeah. yeah. That Damon's character has a psychological breakdown. Yeah. He, he just goes like, he ha- maybe this is what made him really get cast as Harvey Dent because he just has a complete yeah. heel turn <laughs> of... He's yeah, he diff- flips his coin and then he decides he's going to Be start committing hate crimes. Um, well, he's anti-Semitic before. He is anti- oh, excuse me, he is anti-Semitic before. But it's kind of in a like, you could see it potentially going that if he finds out about david being jewish you can maybe see this as him being like oh maybe my anti-semitism is misplaced yeah but they go to dinner he finds out not only has he stolen his stolen his life but he's stolen his girlfriend mm. and then my ancestor no <laughs> <laughs> there is a keating there's a keating film. in this film yeah just turns up i and think it's, it was tom keating which I'm is not sure. one of the names in my family oh shit yeah so i lost my fucking mind yeah and it's basically like they're like introduced Tom Keating and he's uh, like shaking all the boys' hands and and everyone's like, oh, Keating's blasted. And I was yeah. like, hell yeah, he is. <laughs> classic Keating behavior. Yeah, classic Keating behavior. And Matt Damon goes to the bar and he, in fairness to Matt Damon's dad, I think in a worse written movie, Dylan's would have this massive chip in his shoulder and his dad would reinforce it. Yeah, but his dad is really like, no, you did really well in the game. Yeah. Like, you're you, that, we wouldn't have won without you doing that block yeah and he's like I know it's demeaning but it's actually really important that you did that yeah and he just can't accept it because he's he's a 17 year old boy yeah so he goes to the bar and he's talking to Thomas Keating and some other schmuck yeah some other guy I think it's one of the teachers in the school yeah and this is the thing you find it earlier on in the movie that the reason who's paying for Brendan Fraser's scholarship it's being paid for by the alumni so they can win mm. like it's, yeah, so, yeah yeah he's he is there so that they can win football. Win this explicit game they've just won. Yeah. And then you watch the football game. It's a football game. <laughs> a lot of sports movies in this. Yeah. In Matt Damon's biography. Yeah. And then one of the teachers lets slip that David is Jewish. And this is when the good bit of the movie ends. Yeah. And then we have the le- the last good scene in the film, I would say. Which one? The shower fight. Yeah, the like, shower, shower fight. fight. <laughs> um... I'm not going to lie, Paul's room around this. Um, Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so the boys are in the shower. Yeah. And you see Brendan Fraser and Matt Damon's asses. You see both of their asses. <laughs> and then Matt Damon turns around. Matt Damon makes a joke. Matt Damon makes an anti-Semitic joke. Yeah, and Brendan Fraser's like visibly uncomfortable about it, but doesn't say anything because he's still keeping things under wraps. Yeah. Um, and then Matt, Matt Damon's, Damon's like, yeah, you would know about this, right? Uh, and it's like, what? And then Brendan Fraser fucking punches them. And yeah. they have a naked fight in the showers. Yeah. yeah. And then all the hate crimes start. And then the hate crimes come pretty fast. Yeah. Um, oh, the, the resolution of the French teacher thing comes first, actually. It does, yes. It where happens they, before the big game. Yeah, it happens before the big game. Where they take his car and put it into his office but they like impersonate him as well yeah because he's the most yeah. fucking french teacher mother they get they like they get like 
a series of progressively older children to walk past him, like, because they know the way that he walks, like, because he does the same walk every day or whatever. Yeah. He gets, they get a series of progressively older children to dress up as him and walk past him. And he's just and like, what like, is this? What's going on? And then they, like, put his car into his room, because they, they set up his car a few times in the he movie. He loves his car. Yeah. yeah, it's a nice car. It is a nice car. And then they put his car in his room, and then they pretend to be monkeys, because he basically... <laughs> he was talking about them being in the jungle earlier. And then I was just like, George? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brendan like, Fraser's um, audition all, for George of the Jungle. They all hang it? off, like, the pipes and just, yeah. like, make animal noises. Yeah. Like, it's... This is the problem, I think, with the movie. Now that we're into the the, the the second half and when it gets really uncomfortable for two like people who got brought up in the Catholic tradition anyway, mm. to talk about is it just go, it goes from this like really fun silly movie to being to suddenly, wildly yeah. anti-Semitic. Yeah, like one of the first things that happens after like people find out that Brendan Fraser is Jewish is he goes back to his room yeah. and there is like a swastika. A, there is a bed sheet with like a swastika and "Go Home Jew" written under it. And it's sort of like, oh shit, this movie has changed very quickly. They know about the Holocaust by 51, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they knew it's about fucking that. Fucking insane. Yeah. Like these kids, like if they were born five years earlier, would be, would have served probably. Maybe ten years earlier. Yeah. Like their siblings. Like their parents would have, definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean not their parents because their parents are wealthy. Oh yeah. But yeah, like yeah. Matt Damon's brother probably fought in the war. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Like... Fucking insane. But Brendan Fraser, I think, takes this uh, very, like, deals with it very well. Mm -hmm. Which is, he posts a note saying, I will be outside at this time. Whoever put this up, come and fucking fight me. And, like, puts a knife into the wall with the note. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and it's just, like, there's about 25 minutes of the movie where this, and I think this is what upset me to watch it. Yeah. And, obviously, like, I'm not, we don't live in the States, we're not Jewish, we can't speak until, like, an accurate depiction of anti-Semitism. It was very sad watching the movie, and maybe it's the point of it, that no one stuck up for him. Yeah. Really. And maybe that's just me. There's the guy who sticks up for him at the end. There's the guy who sticks up for him at the end. Yeah. And there's... Again, I believe, unnamed. I think that might be Chris, like, one of the... I don't know. All of these white men just blend blend into one, Uh, except for Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck just does a lot of anti-Semitism. Yeah, Ben Affleck is like the like one of the main kind of and bastards is Magoo, and Ben Affleck is kind of his lackey. He's the roommates. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he like I don't think Ben Affleck is particularly pleased that this is one of his first movies. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm an anti-Semite. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just like everybody turns on him. Brendan Fraser's girlfriend breaks up with him because he's Jewish. Yeah, and it's he like because she's like really into swimming, yeah, into like competitive swimming, and he goes and meets her at practice, practice, and she's just awful to him. She's just like, oh, my friends keep asking me what it's like kissing a Jew, and I'm yeah. just like, you're kissing fucking young Brendan Fraser, girl. Yeah, <laughs> good for doing, you. You're doing pretty well out of this. Um, I think that's one thing that's like that I read I read a, a, an article today that was like mm. 25 years after this movie came out so it was from like 2017 and I go do go like we know that Brendan Fraser isn't Jewish and that's uh, not, is he not he's not damn yeah he shouldn't have been cast in this movie but they they, they basically make the point cuz I think I could be wrong but I am I think a lot of the production crew were Jewish okay i think sure. the quote's Jewish cuz it's based on like a real experience maybe he's not yeah. I'll check this 
Let me. I'll go fact check while yeah. you talk about this. But they kind of go like, you ha- we cast him because you put him in a in a lineup with all the other guys, and he just looks so different. He does, yeah. Um, they're like he's just such an like enigmatic. Is that the word? Enigmatic. Enigmatic. Like your eye gets drawn to him in a scene. Yeah. And they're like, that's what we kind of wanted to do. Yeah. No. Uh, Dick Wolf is Jewish. Yeah. There's probably a conversation to be had of maybe... He was raised in Manhattan to a Jewish father and a Catholic mother of Irish descent. <laughs> so he's... Ooh, interesting. Mm. So he's like culturally Jewish, but not... Yeah, I don't know. I think... So... It goes, it goes from it the says, mother... It says he served as an altar boy when he was a child. Because the way it works, it goes for the oh, mother. Oh, matrilineal, yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting, I always think. Yeah. Um, shout out to you've heard the Jack Black story where he's talking about him himself being being Jewish. The witch? Jack Black? No. Jack Black's Jewish. Oh. Um, but he's like, yeah, it's um they do it from the women because they never know who your dad is, but they always know who your mom is. Dad. Just <laughs> <is> like Jack. <laughs> Holy shit. Which is like, yeah, that still makes a lot of sense. But anyway, that's that was one thing I had watching this. You're just watching. A lot of like not Jewish people saying anti-Semitic things to a not Jewish actor, and that just yeah. wriggled my mind. But yeah, yeah. Um, um, and there isn't really much of like a, there isn't a resolution to the whole anti-Semitism thing. Like, just, this is something that he is going to continue to experience for his entire the entire yeah. of his time he's here. He's just there's just which again is how it would go in real life. There's just like a lot of anti-Semitism, but you never like. It's not. It's what real life is like. But there's no, there's no victory on the anti, like someone who is anti-Semitic. There is like, mm. Dylan does pay, but Dylan pays for the fault of his own actions. Yeah, Dylan pays for something else. So the end of the movie is, and if, and if, we're, and if you're like, Jesus guys, this is an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minute movie. It feels like you're, so much is happening in the first half. Yeah. And then, um, then you're not talking about the second half as much. It's because most of the second half is just people saying anti-Semitic shit to Brendan Fraser. It's just Brendan Fraser getting like rejected by everybody for being Jewish. Yeah. And it's just really, this movie had me in the first half, I'm not going to lie. I was really enjoying it in the first half, but in the second half I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. The the kind of climax of the film is there is a big history test and the history teacher, now there's a, He's a good teacher. Yeah, I thought yeah. he seemed like a good teacher. I liked, I liked him a lot. I didn't like the way he called on everyone. Well, he called on everyone. He, he gets set up in an earlier scene. Mm. And what he does is he like calls on people to answer questions. But if they get it wrong, he doesn't berate them. Yeah, this is, this is what I do in classes. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, you like call on students individually to answer questions. If they can't do it, you just move on to somebody else. Yeah. Um, and then if they also have trouble, you open it to the class. Yeah. Because um, it, it creates kind of a... An atmosphere where you're like, you are under like a, a little bit of pressure because like you, you want can... you want to be able to answer the question, mm-hmm. uh, but it's also not like you know if you don't know this you're in trouble or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, but uh, yeah, this te- this history teacher seemed pretty good, and the, the I guess the climax of the film. You there is a scene where they're doing the history test. A teacher walks out of the room. And they set it up earlier that basically, like, Dylan doesn't need to work, worry about school because he's just so smart. So no, like, everyone's like, yeah, Dylan's really smart. He's going to definitely get into Harvard. He has everything. He has the name. He has the grades. He has the football. And then Brandon Fraser catches him cheating. Yeah. Brandon Fraser and one of the other guys. 
the other I think that's Chris Reeses or whatever his name is. Is it McGivern? No, because McGivern's gone. Oh yeah, McGivern leaves. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's like he has like a little sheet or whatever with answers written on it that's kind of hidden up his sleeve that he's glancing at. Yeah. And as he's leaving, he like bumps into somebody and it falls. So yeah, I think it's Chris Reese is yeah. the character's name, and Brendan Fraser's character catches him cheating. Mm. Now the thing is with this, right? I think if I was Dylan. I would just be like, sir, I know you're not going to believe me. I was using it to like study and I must have just dropped it. Mm. He just did that straight away and he was like, my, I, I swear I didn't cheat. Because basically, and this is what the honor code comes back in. The teacher says to people and he's like, you have two days to decide who's guilty based on the honor code. And then if you don't confess, I'm going to fail you all. Yeah. And I'm not going to read the test because... You, someone survived you of all your honour and that would derive me of my honour if I let the, the cheater get away with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like we can't just we can't just retake the test and pretend that nobody cheated. Because um, he's like, they're going to cheat again. Yeah. And then this is when all the anti-Semitism comes out to play. Yeah, because the, the boys kind of form... Uh, a, a it's like, like 12 Angry Men. men. Yeah. I love uh, 12 Angry Men. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good um, movie. But it's just like... The, the whole class coming together like locked in a room trying to figure out who it was who cheated and Brendan Fraser confronts Matt Damon and says mm. I know it was you just confess yeah so Matt Damon is like about to confess to the group and is like oh yeah it was green yeah it, it was, was Brendan it was Fraser, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. yeah and, Brendan, and Fraser... Then Fraser... Brendan Fraser is immediately like I know you're not going to believe this because he just accused me but it was him actually yeah so they're like made leave the room mm. Very episode six of Succession season one of them. Yes. Um, and <laughs> They're asked to recuse themselves. Asked to recuse themselves. And then you do have this like, you do have this good scene, I think. I think that's actually well done, the, the, the deliberation. Yeah, I like that too. Because you do have the like, Magoo, who's like the main person who's being anti-Semitic, just being like, it's great, it's... It's green. He lied about one thing. That's kind of one thing you get over and over again. Those scenes where people are being anti-Semitic to Matt Dame to, to Brendan Fraser. Brendan yeah. Fraser. Or everyone's like, "You lied. You lied. You lied." And he yeah. goes, "You never asked me." Like he gets back after the whole thing comes out. Um, he goes back to his room, and his roommate is like, "Why didn't you tell me?" Yeah, like Brendan Fraser's like, "Look, it's not actually. It's not a problem. Like yeah. it's not something that's an issue." And the roommate's like, if it's not an issue, why didn't you tell me? And he goes, why didn't you tell me you were... You were Methodist. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, it's not the same. Yeah. And he's like, why isn't it the same? Which is, I think that's a very good way to talk about the, like, Ill, like illogical fallacy that is like, yeah. anti-Semitism. Because, it, like, they are the same. Like, you still your friend. Yeah. People use this basically to throw it back in Bren- Brennan Fraser's face. And then they just kind of, like... I kind of wish you had more of the movie in that room. Me too. I wish that was like the second half of the film. Yeah. Even. Like just stuck in there with them. Yeah. Like even if it was like 30 minutes. Yeah. Like you can do the five, ten minutes of everyone finds out, everyone turns on Brendan Fraser. And then it's like everybody coming, not coming to terms with their anti-Semitism, but just like the characters that are like, complicit in the in the anti-semitism realizing being complicit is awful yeah and like confronting it but they don't do that no they um, don't do that what happens is they they pick brendan fraser they pick right? brendan fraser yeah they pick brendan fraser but then the other guy who saw it earlier yeah has already the teacher to tell him right yeah and brendan fraser kind of says this to them he's like 
yeah, you all know that, like, I'm not the person that did it, but I'll take the fall. I'll respect your code. Yeah. And then he goes and he's like, yeah, I did it. And the teachers are like, we know you didn't do it. Yeah. This guy's told us, we're, we're sorry this happened to you. Mm. Uh, Matt Damon's been expelled. Yeah, Matt Damon gets expelled. Matt Damon um, gets expelled. And like, yeah, he's just kind of, the, the, the teachers are like, we're so sorry that all this anti-Semitism has happened to yeah. you. Uh, and he's just like, yeah, well, mm-hmm. you didn't do anything about it. Yeah. And you then, use me for my baseball or my not my baseball. Yeah, you use me for my football. I'm going to use you to get into Princeton. To Harvard. Harvard. And they're yes. just kind of like, yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. Yeah. And then the last scene of the movie is Matt Damon and uh, Brendan Fraser have a confrontation. As Matt Damon's like in a taxi being Expelled. like about to be whisked away from the school. And he's just like, I still won though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the last line of the film. It's fantastic. Where Matt Damon's like, um, like, you'll always be Jewish yeah whatever happens you'll always be Jewish and, and Brendan Fraser's like whatever happens you'll always be a prick <laughs> and then the movie ends and then the movie ends fucking um, weird movie man yeah like I, I enjoyed it a lot a lot of uncomfy shit in there it's a the first so I watched this last night you watched it this morning I watched morning. it this morning yeah uh, I watched it having like a time having to ruminate in it the first like 35 minutes I was having such fun yeah it was such a fun movie I was like oh I can't wait to watch this again and in the last hour and maybe this is the point of the movie and if it's the I would point, imagine it is that you're meant to be like yeah um I can understand why this did not do well in theaters yeah so can I yeah yeah um I made 14 million it cost 18 million Oof. like it didn't make its oh, budget shit. like That's it did bad. it like left within a, like four weeks yeah who made this what production company was it so I was reading about it there is a entertainment weekly article talking about the movie sure. and they basically is like the one of the producers set up his own production company but he wants to make this it's an unfortunate thing of like the timing of Hollywood he came up with this script or this idea in say like 1985 sure. or like 1984 and then he had to basically had to develop enough like power that he could set up his own studio. Okay. But in the interim, um, like, uh, uh, Dead Poets Society gets set up, or okay. comes out. So oh, does it come out? Yeah, that comes out in nineteen ninety. Wait, Matt Damon isn't in Dead Poets Society. No. Damn. Okay. It's um, not Edward Norton. It's uh, there's Robin a lot of Williams, huh? right? Robin it's Robin Williams, Williams in yeah. it. Yeah, there's a lot of very pretty boys in a uh, Dead Poets Society. Nice. Hell yeah. Um, what's his name? He was in Boyhood. He's a very good actor. Ah, he's in all the Before Sunrise and Sunset movies. I have never seen any of these films. Uh, let's see. It's not Edward Norton. It's not Edward Norton. Ethan Hawke. Oh, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke's yeah. one of the main boys in it. I yeah, think. from Moon Knight, right? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> what else is Ethan Hawke? It's definitely... Yeah. He was in... I always get this mixed up because I'm not. Is it Ethan Hawke who's in like all the Insidious films, or is it just that the character's name is similar to Ethan Hawke? I have no idea. This is, is in... very interesting for all y'all listening. Okay, so in, Ethan Hawke is in Sinister. What's the dude's name in Insidious? I have no idea. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it's played by Patrick Wilson. But yeah, like Ethan Hawke is his daughter's in Stranger Things. Oh, she's the the lesbian in it. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Uma Thurman were married, or like had Uma a... Thurman's jeans won out there. <laughs> um, she's also in um, 
Do Revenge, a movie I have. Oh, I love Do Revenge so much. I need to see Do Revenge. You would love Do Revenge. I know it's I would. It's so much fun. They have such good costumes design. They really do. One yeah. thing I do like the costume design in this movie. Yeah. It's very fun. It's very, like, all the little hats they wear. Yeah. Um, yeah, now that we're at the end of the movie, let me have a look through my notes and see if there's anything that we've... Uh, not talked about. Not talked about. Um, oh, there is a scene. I can't remember which character it is, but when they're going to the... Uh, when they're going to the dance and they're in the showers and he's like shaving one of the guys says that he has to get total pit at the dance because if he doesn't it'll show that the other guys have cocks and he just has a little wee wee that's about him getting into Princeton oh is that what, what that yeah, was yeah it's about him getting into okay. Princeton then he's like I'm gonna be the fifth generation that's McGivern oh that's McGivern yeah sure. that's so that's part of like them establishing his mentally be that's coming yeah like this um, is the thing it has such this potential to be a really fun movie mm. and I think it's an effective thing the movie does where you're like you spend all this time with the guys and you really actually like to get to be- become to like the get to like the guys yeah you do and then they just become anti-semitic yeah. and I think that's like, meant to be the point of it it's not even that they become anti-semitic like they are fairly consistently making anti-semitic remarks throughout yeah. the whole thing mm-hmm. um, and like this I think the scene where Matt Damon and Brendan Fraser have their big DMC yeah. is really like that's the point where you're like okay maybe these guys are alright after all yeah because um, that's after they've gone and looked for McGivern when he's exactly. had his breakdown and stuff yeah now that they're just fairly anti-Semitic. It's a movie. Do you think people should watch this movie? I think give it a shot. Yeah. I think give it a shot. Yeah. If I know. Yeah. I know pretty solidly where it lands in my rankings. I thought about it for a long. Oh really? I thought for a while. And, sure. Okay. Do you want to? Should we do the rankings? Yeah. Sure. What's um, your number four? My number four is Rising Sun. Mine's still Field of Dreams. Yeah. What's your number three? My number three. Yeah. Is Field of Dreams. Mine's Rising Sun. Okay. Okay. What's your number two? My number two, yeah, school ties. Same. Yeah, yeah. And Mystic Pizza still, still number, number one. one. <laughs> the first, the first twenty minutes, I was like, "Oh no, yeah, Mystic I... Pizza's Reign of Terror." Not Reign yeah. of Terror. Reign um, of Pizza. Moment of Pizza. No, it's just the, like for me, it's. I don't know. I just really struggle with like. I think it's the point of the movie, but it's like something to like throw on. You're going to enjoy. Mm. It's also like telling a story because like. Good Will Hunting, for example, is a movie that's about a very serious topic. You can still watch all of Good Will Hunting and really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just... Yeah, I just thought this was a much, like, technically a far better film than both Rising Sun and Field of Dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it on School Ties, I guess. School Ties. Time for, time for our, our IMDb <laughs> trivia. Let's try and lighten the mood Let's a little bit. Let's try and lighten bit. the mood. Yeah. I am starting to low-key struggle with the IMD trivia. Really? She, no, because like I'm reading it and it's fine, but I can't remember which ones I haven't, I haven't done. Uh, well, I mean, so far all we've done is like that Matt and Ben are friends. Yeah, see, that. so some of them I'm not reading out. So sure, I, yeah, okay. but I will go for this one because I think it is. We should add a list on the spreadsheet. I have. Oh, you have? <laughs> I okay. have. Because um, there's one I'm not, I think I did one last week. And also, it's probably part of the problem is we do we did this, we normally do them week to week and we did it, these ones two ones out. Yeah. So because we did two ones last week. No, we didn't. We took a break last week. Uh, the week before last. Did we? Yeah, because we got Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are friends again, and then yes, yeah, sorry, we did do two yeah. last week. 
I will do a one related to Benny Affleck. Oh. So Matt Damon was considered for the role of Matt Murdock and Daredevil in Daredevil 2003. Yo. And the role eventually went to his best friend, Ben Affleck. Oh, uh, we should watch Daredevil. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that's it with school ties. It is one thing we haven't mentioned that I do want to bring up. You can really tell actually Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are friends. Yeah, they get, they've got very good chemistry they've on screen. They've got very good yeah. chemistry on In screen. In those shower scenes, hmm, I wonder if there's more. <laughs> All I'm saying is I think I think if there was, if they remade this movie, someone has to be like queer. Oh it. yeah, they have to. There's yeah. no way you remake this movie without at least one of the guys being gay. Yeah. It's a fun little hee hee hee. Yeah. Watch the shower fight. Um, Watch the shower, shower fight. fight. Yeah. Shower fights. Um, yeah. Great. What is it next week? Is it so Geronimo? It's Geronimo. The movie that made Matt Damon drop out of college. Damn. Because he thought it would be such a success. Twist. It's a made-for-TV movie. No, it's not. That's the it's other not. western. That's the, that's good the old comic. boys. Yeah. So this is Geronimo by Walter Hill. That's a famous name. I recognize it. Uh, he made um, the Warriors, the Drivers. He did the Warriors. Yeah. Okay, so in preparation for Geronimo, I'm gonna go and rewatch the Warriors because that movie fucking rocks. Is this what I think it is? That's the Warriors. I've never seen the Warriors. You've definitely seen like clips and shit from the Probably. Warriors. Probably. If you have ever seen the like, uh, roller skating baseball he wrote lines. Aliens. He wrote Aliens. He wrote Aliens. And okay, aliens I'm watching. 3. I'm watching Aliens as well. I guess. Fucking James Cameron's Aliens. Hell yeah. Best best sequel that's like got a new director for the second movie, I think. Oh, easy. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Aliens is a fucking banger film. My mom's favourite, my, my mom's favourite director is Ridley Scott. Nice. Which is kind of cursed. But I remember when I was like nine, we like watched Alien. Or my, I was probably older now. I was probably like 11. Mm. And then she was like, straight away Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she was like, you're new. I was like, okay. Hell yeah. Um, the last time I watched Alien was... Uh, cursed experience that I will not talk about on mic. <laughs> well, I've not heard about this. No, you haven't. Oh, I'll find about it after mic. Yeah. Yes, the byline for Geronimo. Uh, Geronimo. I, am I saying this not wrong? wrong? I Geronimo feel, in American magic. It is Geronimo. I'm not crazy. Yeah. I, Geronimo is starting to lose all meaning as a word. <laughs> a warrior, a leader, a legend. Oh, no. This is going to be... What's with all these movies being problematic? Yeah, it is the 90s. The Apache Indians have reluctantly agreed to settle on U.S. government-approved government reservations. Not all the Apaches are able to adopt the lives of corn farmers. One in particular, Geronimo, is relentless. Pushed over the edge by broken promises and necessary actions by the government, Geronimo and 30 or so other warriors form an attack team which humiliates the government by evading capture while reclaiming their what's rightfully theirs. I'm sure this will not be anti-First um, Nation rights at all. Yeah, it'll be fine, I'm sure. Is it First Nation in... I think First Nation's First Nation Can is Canadian. It's Canadian. Yeah. Um, Gene Hackmanson, Robert Duvall's in this. West Duty. I love West Duty. Who's West Duty? West Duty's like a very famous... Um, I'll just show you West Duty's filmography. <laughs> he was an Avatar? Yeah, and Soul. And Soul? I haven't seen Soul. Neither have I. He's in a lot of westerns. He he's kind of is the like, I don't want to say go to like, Indian like Apache kind of Indian. Oh, is it? He's in Street Fighter, bro. You didn't react. He's in Street Fighter. Yeah, he's in Street. Wait, there's a Street Fighter film. Yeah. From when? Uh, ninety four. What the fuck? John Claude Van Damme's in it. Have you not heard about what this? What the fuck? Oh no, this? I have. I have. I don't I think have it's very good because that's the um. 
that's the one where the the lion is like the day and bison yeah. came to your village was me, like the worst day of your life yeah it's um, that one yeah yeah no he's like a very famous like Native sure. American actor and what's Matt Damon he Matt Damon's like fifth build on uh, okay so he has a role he, in he's it. a role a significant enough role in it sure um yeah, so a guy from the... There's, yeah, this is actually kind of a packed movie. Um, I imagine it does not do... I don't think this movie does very well. I think they thought it was going to do really well and it doesn't. Well, yeah, um, apparently thought it was going to do well enough for Matt Damon to drop out of college. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think we have much to say. Hello! Uh, this is again Sean from the future. We have again had audio issues and this next little section of the podcast wound up being entirely unusable. Believe me, we made some good jokes over here. I'm in the pub right now, uh, the weekend before this episode drops, and I've got to do some real quick audio editing. So, you can find us at SineWavePod on all the socials in the description, or you can email us at SineWavePod at gmail.com. What's that, my friends? SineWave.com. at gmail.com. SineWavePod at gmail.com. They did their best. Uh, enjoy the rest of the episode. School Ties is a weird fucking movie, right? But yeah, that's it. Uh, please oh, rate, yeah. please rate, review us on your preferred social media platform. Yeah. Um, um, shout out to our music and art again. By by Molly and Adam, respectfully. Yeah. Socials link, down in the link, link in the. I was say link in the doobly doo. Shout out to Hank Green. <laughs> is that a Hank Green thing? Well, it's a John Green thing, but shout out to Hank Green, like, you know, filming his, like, chemotherapy stuff on... Oh, is he? Yeah, so he's, like, yeah. making, like, videos each day talking about, like, the different side effects of chemotherapy. Damn. Which is very, like... Yeah. We love, we love good educators. Yeah, we and, do. Yeah, listen next Tuesday when we talk about Geronimo. Yeah. Um, <sighs> that one's going to be fun. <sighs> uh... <laughs> I can't wait till we get to, like, the, the, the just good... Matt Damon movies. I can't wait uh, for the Bournes. We've Borns. already had Mystic Pizza. I can't wait for the Bournes. Yeah. I oh. we are we are hurtling ever closer to Kevin Smith. Um, oh fuck. Chasing Amy is on the horizon. Is it? Yeah, it's like a month away. About maybe a little over a month away. Um Courage Under Fires, Rainmaker soon. I loved it. Yeah. Claire Danes is the love interest in Rainmaker. Oh really? Yeah. She's very good in it. So she has a slightly got... terrible role. Oh. No, oh no. We've got Geronimo in American Legend. Yeah. Then Glory Days. Then Courage Under Fire. Then Chasing Amy. Before ah, the Rainmaker. No. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so that's only about a month away. Yeah. Um, and oh, that's, and then, then Dogma is pretty soon after that. Yeah. And then James Helen Bob is pretty soon after that. We're getting very uh, close to... Saving Private Ryan as well. And Goodwill Hunting. We're getting very close to good. We're yeah. getting close to Will. Um, Ben Affleck's really fuckable in Goodwill Hunting. I'm sure he is. <laughs> um, with that, with that bombshell, <laughs> let's end this recording. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, goodbye. So long. Farewell. Cafe. A chick came walking through the door that I had never seen before. I 
at least I never saw her down at Smokey Joe's Cafe. Ooh, and I started shaking when she sat right down next to me. Ready? <laughs> this is worrying that is. I think this is the first episode of recording we've done that we're not hungover watching, like talking about the movie. I are you hungover? I'm okay. <laughs> Fuck. Um, we're so close. We're this close to greatness. Um, what a way for us to open the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no oh, drum and bass Instagrams. <laughs> uh, um, I'm gonna get my. Man, I want to show you my notes. Just. Uh, there's so much. Yeah. I was watching this last night and like I was having a great time and then the second half of the movie started. Yeah. And I was like, what the <laughs> like, fuck oh is happening? God. Let's see, let me get let me get my little show introduction thing that I normally have. This is gonna be Oh, do you have it written out? No, but I have it um I, I basically read what's on the Instagram. Oh, okay, cool. So it's you know, it's something. Yeah. Um, okay. Someday I'll do the introduction. Someday. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's some it di- um 